with sound. All right. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Landicho, and always with me is... Carmela Ocampo. And on today's episode, we'll be doing the new A24, The Tragedy of Macbeth, directed by Joel Cohen, starring Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, Bertie Carvel, Alex Hassel, Corey Hawkins, and Brandon, Brandon Gleason. Um, before we get into the actual film, Carmela, what were your opinions, preconceived notions, and your thoughts before watching the film, The Tragedy of Macbeth? I knew it was A24. I knew it was in black and white. I knew it was about Macbeth. I knew Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand were starring. <laughs> All of those boxes were ticked. <laughs> I know it was premiering. So you watched the trailers. What you saying? You watched the <laughs> yeah, trailer. Basically. I basically was already sold from the start. Um, do I particularly like Shakespearean adaptations? I feel sort of indifferent towards them, but it's always fun to see, like, you know, anything put out by A24. And it looked like a very interesting, like, type of direction they were taking. I haven't, like, seen anything derived from, like, a Shakespearean play from them before. And it's directed by Joel Cohen, one of the Cohen brothers, so that was cool. Um, so yeah, like in general, I was like excited, but not because of like the subject matter. It was basically surrounding like you know the the studio behind it and the actors um, starring in it. But yeah, how did you feel about it, or what were your sort of expectations? Um, so I knew A twenty four. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I knew yeah. So I knew A twenty four distributed produces film. Um, I was very interested because like Joel Cohen directed it, um, Denzel Washington was in it, love Denzel. But uh, to be honest, like the, the desire to watch it wasn't as high as it could be for most A24 movies, especially for me, who's a huge fan of A24. I was more or less like, oh, that looks really interesting. I don't know if I'll watch it, but it is something that like is there. It's just because like, I'm not like the biggest follower of old plays or, or Shakespearean media or, or things of that nature. So it's like, it's not something that like really, really dragged me in. If anything, it kind of like deterred me away to like know really? that like, oh, that's it's funny. based off, you know, like an old play. And like, like also too, like I've experienced a lot of like, not experienced, but heard of a lot of like different reiterations of different plays that, that just base their, their whole movie off Shakespeare, but like make it modern or something. Like they put slang in it or like, they do it in a different way that like makes it really, really corny and not really good. So I thought like in, in this sense it would be somewhat in the modern modernized area of this film, but yeah, I just sort of like I don't know, like I don't really don't know how I feel about this. Like I'm not like super into Shakespearean stuff. Um are you like do you have like a desire for Shakespeare stuff or like are you just kinda like me that kinda just like is it's there but it's not necessarily your favorite? Yeah, like, it's not something I particularly look for either, like, but it's it's not something I'm turned off from either. I think that might be where we differ, uh, but yeah, I'm, like, pretty, pretty, like, neutral or even indifferent about it. If it's, like, I, I do agree, like, with, like, modern adaptations of, like, Shakespearean plays, like, sometimes they make it, like, 
try and be cool and like it's really weird and they add slang but they they mix in like old english or whatever and it's usually pretty corny like you said but yeah pleasant surprise from this movie but we'll go into that later it's funny when they add like technology to like cars and stuff and so like these like <laughs> weird chicks yeah. in place all of a sudden they're in this like really nice car but i guess with that carmella would you like to give a little plot summary of the film a tragedy of macbeth A Scottish lord becomes convinced by a trio of witches that he will become the next king of Scotland, and his ambitious wife supports him in his plans of seizing power. Whoa! Seizing power! Ooh, sounds like a mutiny. (laughs) A mutiny? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a coup of some sort. Um, So to start things off, I wanted to ask you... Actually, two things. One is... What English class did you take in high school? Because I think this particular question affects, I would say, how people view the film. And how, how familiar are, with, like, are you with, like, Shakespeare and that sort of, like, script and monologue and, like, how to sort of decipher it as you're sort of reading or listening to it? So, yeah, how, to, how familiar are you with Shakespeare and, and what English class did you take in high school? You want to see my transcripts or something? <laughs> Yeah, let me know what grade. Did you get silver honor roll? Did you, you know, <laughs> what was your great GPA? 3.0, uh, 4.0? So my, on my roadmap for high school, I took like, <laughs> I took an AP lit class and then in junior, in junior year and then like my senior year, I took an AP composition class. Miss Big Shot over here. With oh my the god! He's just throwing it out there. Okay, I, I we wanted, get it. You're smart. I wanted to go to college, anyways. <laughs> yeah, like I read plays. These plays in high school. I read like Beowulf, Macbeth, Hamlet. I think we read. I think we read Romeo and Juliet. I don't know. I'm not totally sure, but I remember having a pretty hard time like understanding it even then, and like. I'm sure everyone did like it was a whole nother like language basically and like even like talking through this now like it makes me like realize how inaccessible this movie is to so many people especially people who don't speak English or like English is not their first language or something and it's like (laughs) like this is barely accessible to to me um there was like (laughs) a grace period during the movie where I had to get used to it um but anyways all in all i took these ap classes but i barely remember like any any like story or like story details of the plays and in general like that's basically how familiar i am with like shakespearean like stories and like the story of macbeth like i basically knew what they showed in the trailer i was like okay so there's witches there's macbeth there's his Check, wife. that sounds right from what i remember yeah yeah <laughs> weird english yeah 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 there's crows or whatever um <laughs> yeah like a lot of focus like i feel like during the classes and during like you know this like learning about like these stories and plays were like about symbols and motifs so i really remembered like those things like oh the crows symbolize something i know Mac- lady macbeth holding like a candle symbolize something or something like that but yeah anyways what about you josh let's see your transcripts <laughs> <laughs> i was a soft 3.0 Woo! mid 2.0 range student Woo! 
Um, I wasn't Miss Smarty Pants over there taking APs all the time. Hey, we um, ended up in the same college. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> same college, same degree. Let's go. Yeah. It didn't matter anyway. <laughs> um, and I took straight up like all regular English classes with the simpletons, you know. We were the peasants. <laughs> to the AP people over there. Oh, you guys are all smart over there. Yeah, I'm taking these classes with all the bullies that bully me in high school. <laughs> but yeah, so I took very regular English class. Um, and I like, I remember, I'm pretty sure in high school, we read a Shakespeare play, Shakespeare something. I, don't, I can't tell you like which ones we read, but I know we did read them. And I did not retain any knowledge whatsoever, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... That's a very interesting thing that you said that, like, it, it's not very accessible to a lot of people. And, like, I kind of was wondering, like, I wonder how it, how Shakespeare translates or if it does translate in other countries. Like, is it translated in a way? Is it still as powerful as it's meant to be in English as it is in, like, a different language? And, yeah, also, like, just, like, the accessibility about it was something that I was worried about just while, while I was watching it and also, like, trying to imagine like just an average moviegoer who may not be so good on English or translating things. Like, I wonder how they would react to it. Cause I know this movie has like a lot of good reviews and I wonder if that's just because like there are people that are very um, used to this kind of script writing or if they understand this type of English really easily. Um, and I also just want to wonder if like people that don't understand it really easily, if, how they felt about it, if that affects their viewership or their feelings for the movie as well. Cause that's just so interesting to me. Cause like now thinking about it, I feel like, there should be a lot of people that don't understand it i don't think there are a lot of people that are just like inherently smart (laughs) this smart to be like yeah yeah they're talking about this and that this and that or whatever because for me personally it was pretty freaking hard to follow through (laughs) it was very um like it was like very spotty for me to understand what was happening in the film and to understand what this what they were saying in the script and it was just hard for me to be like oh so so they're gonna do this now right i was still like I was still, it was still translated through the actions, obviously, but the script as well is just like something that is very important, obviously in in films. So when I was watching, I was like, oh, like I, I guess they're gonna do that. I <laughs> he said something about the fire and desire. I think that's <laughs> very important. <laughs> like it was just really weird, like trying to translate it, but also like it really also exhibited like the very powerful structure of Shakespearean um scripts and shakespearean thought and shakespearean like words just like a lot of times when i was hearing things from the script i was like oh shit that's fire that's like that's dope (laughs) put that in a song or something (laughs) i was like very amazed by like the delivery of these um of the like the monologue and the script and i was very intrigued with like certain aspects of how they said certain things like like it was never ever simple when it came to them talking you know like it's like <laughs> like like I'm gonna go to the bathroom is translated to something so insane in like Shakespeare like it's just like this long paragraph of random words that, that <laughs> just mean they need to go to the bathroom and like it is really cool but at the same time like it's very hard for for me to like follow um I guess for you you kind of already said that like, you had like that weird grace period but I guess for the most part of the film like were you able to <laughs> to follow the script or like how did you? translate the movie as you're watching it even if you didn't understand what they're saying first of all i like chose the wrong movie to like drink wine <laughs> like during because like i i didn't expect the script to be like 
basically straight from like the play itself i i thought it was going to be a modern adaptation so i was like expecting you know just normal dialogue and i was so wrong and (laughs) so i think for me like that grace period of like trying to like get used to like the language and the way they're speaking like took double the time it would have um i remember like the very first guy like he like comes up on the hill and he just starts talking and i i remember like man i remember like thinking really hard i was like holy shit (laughs) like i was like about to pop a blood vessel or something because i was like holy shit like what the fuck is happening um i felt kind of the same way because like i too thought like it wasn't gonna be like this like i you know i'm on the chair like i'm on my like theater chair all, like reclined all the way back and i'm just like chilling like all right cool we're starting the movie now and then like the, the guy goes up the hill and then a plethora of words come out i'm just like yo wait you're like wait a minute <laughs> can you rewind the movie real quick i need to <laughs> totally lost i dude that isn't a translate like this yes exactly like well i'm happy like drunk or not like we had the same reaction um i i think all in all this movie like kept me engaged because i like had to pay attention to everything that was being said and i had to like take some time to like you know translate it into my own brain like uh yeah (laughs) like not that it's a bad thing it's just like a different type of viewing experience and it i'm curious if like that of course is like purposely part of the entire like experience or if it was like a thing where like oh like you'll get used to how they speak eventually to the point where like you know it's almost as if like you normally speak this way or is it meant to be like like you literally have to like strain your brain the entire time kind of thing i mean like i i did eventually end up like enjoying the like i was able to enjoy the movie without like straining my brain so hard but I also doubted myself because I was like, is it just, is it because I started understanding or is it because the dialogue got simpler? I can't tell. Like, I I couldn't tell. What do you think? I was on, I don't even know if I was the same boat. Like, I, like I, it was, it was the feeling. It was funny because like watching this movie and then talking with you, I like, and then dissecting how we felt about it. Um, when I was watching it, it felt like I was in high school again. And like, you know, like you just listen yeah. to the teacher and then like you stop and you like look around like, Hey, what did she just say? Like, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, <laughs> like you like kind of ask your classmate, whatever it, like that kind of like feeling was in that theater when I was watching it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think at some point I was able to grasp some things that were happening but I guess for you, you were able to get used to it. For me, I was still, like, kind of playing catch-up, but also, like, also, like, dissecting what they're doing and then being, like, okay, so that's what they meant by that. Okay, let's keep going, I guess. Let's keep the movie going. And then, like, also, like, the emotions, too. I guess I, I got to applaud the acting. Otherwise, I wouldn't really, like, get the movie. But obviously, like, the emotions and the actions that these um, actors are doing and how they portrayed their emotion their emotions and stuff like that was something that helped me translate as a grudge like oh she said a bad thing or like oh she said something that was shocking to everyone or it's gonna get really intense soon um 
but for me the script really never got that much easier for me um there are some parts where i was able to pick up some parts i was i wasn't able to and even like towards like the third act or before that like i still was still trying to like still trying to translate still trying to understand and still like try and figure out what they were trying to say especially with with sort of like their over explanation of like english now it was just like okay so she said this and i had like backtrack as regards to like what words they said how it connected it was like a lot of work to like figure that out and it's interesting too that you saw that like i wonder if that was on purpose just because like i i feel like there aren't any like there aren't that much people that are like oh Macbeth I'm gonna you know I know exactly what's going on you know I don't think there's someone that's like an active Shakespeare fan Shakespeare stan if you will that like <laughs> goes to watch this movie and is like oh, someone I'm out there this moment. <laughs> you think so really I okay of course someone out there um, but I feel like it's so rare and like for people for like movie makers I feel like there has to be some sort of like business side of it. So I wonder if at all if they're like, oh, how is this going to affect the audience? How is this going to affect them translating this movie? I wonder if there was some case of that, of like them trying to figure out how this would sell or how this would like go over with audiences. Yeah, like I I question the, like, yeah, the tactic itself too. Because I'm like, do they think like, oh, because it's Macbeth, it's like this famous like play, like everyone is familiar with assuming everyone is familiar with Macbeth, like, we don't, we can, like, take the risk of, like, having this difficult dialogue to understand because most people are familiar with, like, the subject matter already or something like that. I don't know. And, like, are we the target audience? No, we're not. <laughs> we're, I, I, I don't think we are, at least. But it felt like, it, of course, didn't feel like a movie that was like a cash grab or anything like that so i I, re- I highly doubt they were even concerned with what like the audience may or may not like they were just like let's make this movie however we want and let's see what happens kind of thing it, it felt like more so like an art not an art project but like a fun project for all of the the actors involved and the director himself um yeah because i feel like i don't know like obviously especially with a24 like i don't think sales are the biggest thing for them but like you said like oh it's somewhat you know recognizable like oh Macbeth, that's shakespeare but like i don't think everyone knows the actual story what happens like everyone knows jack and the beanstalk everyone knows what happens there right <laughs> like no one know like no one if does, no one, does like, everyone know jack and the beanstalk <laughs> let's let's dive into that <laughs> what happens in jack and the beanstalk <laughs> He gets some beans, <laughs> plants them, goes up, uh-huh. giant, gets something from that giant. How does he get? Down. How does he get the beans? From a witch. So he he uh, trades his like <laughs> horse or cattle for it. Yeah, and he wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to. Exactly, he was supposed to buy something else, buy groceries. He was supposed to sell it for money, buy, but he <laughs> sold it for beans. <laughs> <laughs> buy a buy a hoverboard, I think. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i get it right I think they were like very... his like family was like starving and he was like yeah wasn't it yeah yeah he's like right, i'm about to right, i'll get fudori <laughs> i'm like oh, like even better i got beans <laughs> let's plant them 
<laughs> I have 20 shares of AMC. It's even better than the beans. <laughs> but that's all I was saying. Like, I think, like, Jack and the Beanstalk is definitely more, like, easy to follow as regards to, like, Macbeth. Macbeth is, like, so complex. Like, I don't, like, even if you dissect it very, very thinly, uh, like, oh, some guy kills the king to get that top spot, but the son and this other person get mad and try to take it back. Like even then, if you even if you dissected that thinly, there's still like so many things you're missing. You're missing the fucking witch, the witch that turns into crows. They they make the house into a, <laughs> a potion somehow, <laughs> and like it's weird. They have like oh this warning from the same witch, like like challenging him to be the king. Like even if you thin it, like slice it thin it, like or yeah, slice 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 it thinly thinly's, like that. Thinly, thinly slice, slice. <laughs> thinly. <laughs> Again, regular we're bad, English. We're I bad do. at English. We're bad at even at regular English. <laughs> at average English, we don't even know what we're saying. Um, but even when you dissect it that thinly, you <laughs> you still missing a lot of things. And like compared to like something like Jack of the Beanstalk, it's like kind of hard and and kind of like difficult to sort of like even follow the story in that sense. I so like it's. <laughs> No, go on. I see what you're saying, but you have to understand the difference between Jack and the Beanstalk and Macbeth is that Jack and the Beanstalk is a fairy tale for children to follow and understand. You you think Macbeth actually happened? You think Shakespeare was there recording it? Come on. What? Get your head out of your ass. No, I'm saying it's a fairy tale. It's meant for children, and Macbeth is not meant for children. I get it. I get it. But I think it, I think you made a good point about like this project probably meant something to Joe Cohen and, and the actors as well cuz it's something that uh takes a lot of commitment, especially something like this to have that complex script delivered in a certain way and delivered in a way that like really pays homage to Shakespeare, really pays homage to the people that make these films that are inspired by um you know Shakespeare plays and stuff like that cuz obviously like We've had so many of them that um, translate really badly, regardless if they try to modernize it. If they don't modernize it, it's just becoming like this regurgitating thing, you know, right? So I think with this specific movie, it was just fantastic to see this like beautiful work of art that's, you know, based off another beautiful work of art that's lived from time and time again and to translate perfectly with the modern media and and to be translated well on the big screen. So I think that's a very good point as regards to like how even though we don't perceive it as something that's easy to follow, it's still perceived as this like very, very great art piece and this piece of, of film that's just like very, very fantastic. Like, I know we've been talking crap about like not getting it, but for the most part, like I love the film and I think you love the film as well. So even though we, even with us not completely following it, we were still able to be like, this is a good movie. But yeah, so talking about like, um, movies that sort of uh, recite this sort of like same play, same same script. Um, it sort of begs the question, almost the necessity of this film. I think like, you know, like I feel like a lot of movies and, and pe- things do this, like they try to make movies off the, the book, they make movies off like different aspects of life that aren't in this media. They get translated into different media and stuff like that. And it, it, for me... Um, I always just like try and ask myself like if this film was essentially necessary to be 
made you know what i'm saying like I, of course like the director has its vision and its art and it's you know it's passion to make this film but if is it necessary to have a film based off a shakespeare play that's been told over and over again in different different aspects of media and with that if you have a criteria of what becomes new media is there something that like you think needs to happen in order for that piece of art to be translated as something that is necessary so okay <laughs> it is a handful i know it is a <laughs> so your, your first I just, question i just said a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> yeah wait so your first question is like are you asking like since this was like adapted pretty closely to like like sort of to the t of what like occurs in the play like was it even a necessary quote-unquote necessary adaptation i don't think like of course the i see what you're saying like as in like it didn't like on on the surface it might have not offered anything new in terms of like you know changing literally changing the script or literally changing like the things that happened in the play it's definitely of course more so the presentation and like the production and the acting and i think first of all i do want to call out that it's really cool seeing a black man cast as macbeth because i feel I like say that yeah like and Along other with that like another another black character is in it as well yeah like a couple like black actors were in this play too and so i think that was pretty cool um to even like see and like see adapted from like you know a very <laughs> white play yeah because like every other past adaptation we've seen is like you know pretty white and yeah other than that like yeah like i said it's more so like the presentation and like how like how much artistic value can they like basically squeeze out of this and i think that they what they did with this specific adaptation was really interesting i think you like have a list like it was you know like had a very minimalist like style it was very much like paired back to like you know just sets and silhouettes and shadows and just like playing with like light and i love the choice of you know shooting in black and white and at first i didn't really understand the choice for like the one by one like aspect ratio but as like like movie went on i like appreciated it more just because i kind of understood what it was doing in terms of framing each scene and like um just the blocking um setting like each like each frame basically became like like a shot in itself like a beautiful shot in itself like there's this beautiful background foreground like middle ground there's like so many different like compositions that they played with just using this aspect ratio but yeah like all in all i don't even i don't think like of course the question is like is this adaptation necessary like you could like ask that for any adaptation but i i definitely see like the value that like it offered in like the artistic value it offered in like it's like translation um from the play even though like it was like a literal what's it called like translation in terms of the dialogue and the events but yeah it was it was really cool and i'm sure you enjoyed it too and i know you like only asked you you asked this question because you don't like believe that it wasn't necessary but yeah what do you think this like movie sort of offered other than like how uh, do you know i think that what do you think (laughs) i know you think (laughs) (laughs) um 
Yeah. So I just asked this question because like, it's just a fun topic to talk about and think about. But yeah, I think you're hundred percent right. I think, um, I much rather watch a Shakespeare play than read about it. <laughs> then yeah. also, obviously like it sort of touched upon obviously a 24s stylistic choices and like the a 24 umbrella of how these films are made. Not to mention too Joel Cohen, fantastic director, and then Denzel Washington, fantastic actor. You have like this uh, ensemble of fantastic people in film. And I think especially the way this was filmed really bought like a new light to it. Cause um, I think means mean Sophia looked up the budget and it was like crazy low. I think it was like, I, I think it was actually 2 million around there. One or one to 2 million, which is very low in crazy in movie standards. Yeah. And it's like usually double there, digits. Yeah. It's crazy. And I, I always like, I was thinking about that throughout the film just cause like how minimal it was and how much of it like relied on lighting and the actors essentially. And I love the minimal style of it cause it felt, still almost felt like a play in that sense like mm-hmm. the set pieces felt like it was movable it felt like it was something that would be in a play or be used in a play it felt like you know like how most things in on on stages are made of like foam or something it looked kind of like that but also still very professional at the same time i love the use of black and white and also the light and shadows in the film i think there's like that one scene that opens up in this like light circle and then like someone walks into that circle and it like starts that scene off I was like, sheesh, that's crazy. <laughs> I was like, that's so interesting, the way that they sort of did that. Um, but yeah, this, just the way that was translated, like, it was different and it had his own style in its own right, obviously. Especially when you have someone like Joe Cohen, A24, and, like, these actors that did a fantastic job. And also, f- casting a couple black members into this film, it was great to see that and not see, you know, the, the standard wonder bread actors that we always see these <laughs> constant white cast that we always see it's, it was really fun and like it was really fun to see denzel washington be Macbeth. like in like if you told me this like 10 years ago it sounds like a joke right like <laughs> in 10 years denzel washington will play Macbeth. <laughs> like it's kind of weird because yeah you'd never expect something like that to happen or let alone let like hollywood let that happen you know like it's it's crazy to think about and just to, like the stylistic choices too like i didn't even know the aspect ratio changed in the middle of the movie oh you didn't but i <laughs> i did not but i did take an account when i first watched it how the aspect ratio was and i was like oh, okay this is how it's gonna be but i didn't realize that like the aspect ratio changed in the middle of the movie yeah um, wait i'm sure i'm sure i was just too focused on trying to follow the movie <laughs> trying to understand yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't think of anything else You're right like, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think of these shut words that are Everybody coming up. Everybody, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, it changes like very briefly in the middle. Do you remember who Banquo was? His like BFF from the beginning, and then he kills him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. Yeah, um. Anyways, BFF. it it happens during like his. It's yeah. It's called a soliloquy. And it, it's like a term they use for a specific type of like dialogue in a play where like the character is like speaking his inner thoughts out loud to the audience, but it's not like privy to anyone else in the play. And that scene was basically when he becomes suspicious of Macbeth. So I think that scene basically like just marks like a turning point in the movie. So yeah, I think uh, that's why I think the aspect ratio changes. It kind of like gives him this moment, and then it changes back into the, like the normal one by one. 
I thought it was mm, cool. Interesting, <laughs> interesting, interesting. Okay, Joe Cohen put out the stops. <laughs> and I guess uh, after you're saying that, we are into the you know segment of the episode. Um, and it'd be crazy if we, one of us <laughs> tries to... <laughs> <laughs> It'd be crazy if one of us tries to challenge William Shakespeare into writing this play. But <laughs> I don't know, Carmela, if you got something to say to Shakespeare. <laughs> Do you have anything to say for the rewriter's corner? I, I, I shouldn't assume, but <laughs> the ghost of William Shakespeare will haunt us this podcast. Um. <laughs> Do I, do I dare? I think nothing to do with the writing, but I just wanted to like share that like for like back on the note of like um, Denzel playing Macbeth. I think for like the first third of the movie, I like personally wasn't convinced of his like delivery and his acting for Macbeth until after he kills the king and that's when i like the what that's when it kind of clicked for me i was like oh that's why he's he was cast in this movie he played like basically the paranoia and like the guilt and like that type of like feeling so well and like none of that was sort of present in the beginning of the movie because he's just like a normal dude so yeah like for a second i was like not convinced but by that uh, until that point and i was completely sold and i was like hell yeah this is this is it. This is like really good, but I don't, I'm not sure if you felt that way for him or for anyone else in the movie. You're not gonna ask me if I want to challenge Shakespeare in his writing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm asking. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't dare. <laughs> yeah, no. Honestly, uh, I thought Shakespeare or not Shakespeare. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought Denzel Washington was really good. Kind of like in the middle of the first act, if I'm honest. Like. Um, I think it's just me not being used to this sort of script, but um, after he said that, like, fire line where he's like, may the stars hide my darkest, my blackest, darkest desires, I thought that was fire. I was like, all right, he got this. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to do it. <laughs> he that. got it, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he, I think he's, he's good. He's good. He's good. And that's when I sort of, like, believed it. And then, not to mention, they have that scene before he kills the king, and it's him, like, almost questioning what he's about to do if he should do it but he's gonna do it like is that a dagger i see and then like he's like walking towards the door and not to mention too the sound in this film like it was like like him walking and like he's like saying this like crazy line of like whether or not he's gonna kill the king or not and just becomes something that's like so intriguing even though i'm not really understanding it i'm trying to like translate the script at the same time as he's talking <laughs> but yeah it was really tight i i, I think um Denzel himself really, really outdid himself with this one. And Denzel's just always good. I don't know what I'm talking about. He's always good. So I don't like, I feel like he could do no wrong. So I was just kind of like, all right, I'm going to see what's up with what, what's going to happen next. Um, but for Rider's Corner, you didn't let me say Maria's Corner. Um, <gasps> I definitely, you know, um, use some urban dictionary words. <laughs> um, maybe throw a Tesla in there. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Why not throw Jack and the Beanstalk there to make it more translatable <laughs> oh and make it easier for people to understand? Um, but no, I wouldn't rewrite it, obviously. I don't think <laughs> I'd want to try and challenge a <laughs> a world-famous playwright. I think it's just, like, more or less, like, for me and the audience, obviously, like, you need to understand this type of English, this type of high society of, of understanding these 
complex words and and scripts like that. And I think people who do understand it really quickly have a special power, obviously, are and are <laughs> also are lying. They're looking it up on their phones. Um, they're using Google Translate. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to them. But yeah, I think there obviously there is a small finite amount of people that are Shakespearean people and and are big stands of Shakespeare. Um, so for them, like I think it'd be interesting to see how they felt about it and how they like were able to translate it so quickly, whether or not they like <laughs> just read <laughs> Macbeth so often that they realize it. But yeah, I, I think another thing I want to talk about too before getting to to a different subject is the the pop culture references that are in the film that like. I didn't even know that like Wizard of Oz got from or like Alice in Wonderland got from or, or those sort of movies. Like I didn't know that like um, Boy Boil Toil and Trouble was in this mm-hmm. and was inspired later. I didn't know Something Wicked This Way Comes mm-hmm. was from this this play, which is honestly two really fire lines. That like, oof, <laughs> I would have stole it too, honestly. Those are pretty dope. Um, and just like sort of the, the inspiration influence that obviously Shakespeare has in, in media. I think that's just so interesting to to hear that in the original way it was supposed to be heard. Does um, does that kind of make you curious about like how much how many other pop culture references are from like his other plays kind of thing? Because that that kind of made me curious too. Because I had the same like reaction. I was like, oh. So then I'm like, I wonder what like what other stuff is in like Hamlet or even Romeo and Juliet. Like some like. Actually, there's a ton of shit in Romeo and Juliet. What am I talking about? Um, <laughs> I mean, not even only like the script of those like of plays that inspire like different movies, but like whole ass plays are in, like inspire like like the lion. We we're just talking about earlier. Lion King was inspired by Hamlet. Freaking, she's the man was inspired by a different play, right? <laughs> yeah, like, it's twelfth twelfth <laughs> night or something. Um, yeah, like these <laughs> very very famous plays. Are were modernized and, and retold and in She's the Man and Lion King like great movie like I think yeah, <laughs> honestly two good movies good job yeah. Shakespeare you know yeah. what I'm saying <laughs> he wrote Lion King I mean he wrote yeah, She's the Man oh you, wow Shakespeare's really ahead of his Crazy. time who knew <laughs> really could tell the future with that one I I do also want to call out lastly the woman who played the witch in this movie Catherine Hunter holy fucking shit like she was like yeah she was my favorite part of the movie like when she entered when she was in the scene i was like all right i'm gonna pay extra attention yeah no i exactly <laughs> the same thing i was like oh shit i was like rubbing my hand yeah. like, all right let's do it all right we'll just see what you got for us this time <laughs> even though i don't really understand you i'm like ready to hear what you're about to say because obviously like dude yeah the first scene of her in it like was just so entrancing i think <laughs> like her obviously looking really sickly and scary like it's just like walking like and contorting like, her this... body i was like exactly. is this is this a horror i was like excited <laughs> i was like oh my god this is creepy like, is this actually in hamlet or sorry not hamlet is this actually in Macbeth? that's crazy and then she like multiplies and then she flies away as crows like damn that's crazy crazy exiting <laughs> um, but yeah i totally agree like who i forgot the actress's name Catherine hunter whoever played Catherine hunter fantastic fantastic job as the witch and um yeah crazy intriguing like just seeing her come on screen and being excited for like what happens next so she really put the horror element to it i think yeah that's like something obviously we resonate with so like seeing (laughs) being scared for uh, a macbeth macbeth play was really fun to to see but yeah so as we're talking about like 
the script and Shakespeare, I wanted to talk about the complex nature of the English language. You know, Shakespeare Mm -hmm. (laughs) obviously wrote these like very like significant lines, poetic sentences, soliloquies and all that stuff. Like I always like try and figure out like how it was so simplified now. Like, do you ever think about that? Of just like how, you know, stars dim your fire so you can show my black and deepest desire. How did that become something so like simple now? Like, oh, I love that. Like, or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how did oh, that I become something that. so simplified? Like, do you think as a society, I already know the answer from you. As a society, do you think we're getting, do you think we're getting dumber? Or do you think like, I was also thinking too, like the extent that these lines are saying the extent of like over explanation of these common languages do you think that they were dumb at the time just to be like just say what you mean apart from like saying these paragraphs of crazy explanations do you think somehow that they may be the dumb ones and we are the smarter ones (laughs) okay i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna get into like some historical reasoning here so Back then, is it because you're in AP English? Chill out. Stop, oh stop studying on us. I get it. You had a bigger, you had a higher GPA than me. Chill out. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, like so back then, you know, in the whatever teenth century, shows how much my AP. <laughs> Great start. Carlo. I know. Great start. <laughs> whatever teenth century. Whatever century. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Anyways, so like. Back then, whenever Shakespeare was alive and whenever he wrote his plays, the only thing that people really had to, as entertainment, were, you know, plays and, like, poetry and literature and reading and language in general. So I feel like, you know, through, like, over time, technology has obviously advanced and we've obviously, like, you know, evolved and, like, form different types of like entertainment that don't require like these complex sentence structures and flowery words and beautiful lines of poetry anymore. We have like TV, we have movies, we have all these other things that don't rely on like like all of this like crazy language. So I feel like that's why it's become simplified over time because like back then it was purely it was like for entertainment. It's that way because of enter- like for entertainment. Um but nowadays, you know, we have all of these other things to entertain us. So, yeah, I that's that's my reasoning. Do you think they actually like talk like that during I, the time? Do you think they? I don't actually, think so. Like, you don't think so. You don't think like they're saying stuff like that, or like, do you think they? Because it's poetry. They didn't. They obviously didn't reflect actual Shakespeare plays. But do you think the diction and and the word choices then were still somewhat complex at the nature of like? them saying words to describe how they feel but still kind of um using these like large words because they didn't have like that much slang back then i i do think like the way people talked back then was very much more poetic and beautiful just because it was so hard to even communicate with someone from a distance too like so all you had were like letters and that was it right that's all that's the only way you could communicate so you had to like pour your heart out or basically like say as much as you could um because of that reason but you know nowadays like you could just send a text saying like whatever shit you want and like it doesn't need to be beautiful because it's instantaneous but 
Yeah, I do believe back then, like, it was more, like, complex, but it was, like, for that reason, like, you kind of had to make it worth it, like, whenever you wanted to talk to someone. Interesting. Make it worth it. They couldn't just send an email out or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. A fax, maybe. But, yeah, good, good point, good point. I think, like, I don't know, I think it's just crazy to think about that sort of, that sort of language, because, like, now we have, you know, dictionary.com essentially defining every slang word that we have and us as human beings using even short shorter like portions of the word brb g2g stuff like that i don't think anyone uses g2g anymore but like just them like just all of us like being able to like conceptualize our thoughts quickly um especially now people just use emojis you know liking a liking a text like easy that's it i'm good i saw it good one and i'm not gonna reply back to you like i think it's just so interesting that like the simplified nature of english now i don't think necessarily too that we're getting dumber i honestly think like it's just the way of how things go and the way we express ourselves is never going to be the same from whatever century ago like i think we're just going to be able to communicate how we feel in a like a more concise way regardless or not if like that time or that diction or whatever words we use makes us seem dumber i don't think necessarily like people in the whatever century were smarter than us i just think um the way we communicate was ever changing i think that's where we are now and also too like whatever centuries they're really racist so i think we win <laughs> here you know i think i think uh, we didn't have slaves you know what i'm saying i think we at win the end know? Of the at, day. The, <laughs> at the end of the day we're, we're not we're not dumb because they were racist <laughs> <laughs> i don't gotta say like I, should i compare thee to the summer to the summer's day because i you know what you're hot <laughs> got it dunzos we got <laughs> you know what i think you know what i'm saying we're good we're easy let's go that was let's beautiful we got that was it. great <laughs> that's actually how i how i picked up sophia i was like oh you're hot and she's like yeah i got it i can't <laughs> I wait till she edits that <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> But yeah, with that and the English language, um, this has been our episode on the tragedy of Macbeth. Very, very great film. Even even with the even with the nature of us trying to understand it, we were still able to translate this movie as something very, very beautiful, and obviously something that is super poetic and over our heads of how poetic it is and how much meaning that Shakespeare puts in his plays and his writing. And obviously, I'm not going to challenge Shakespeare whatsoever because uh, he was Shakespeare. I'm not going to try and <laughs> challenge what he's trying to say. You'd but <laughs> apart from that, obviously, Jewel Cohen, Denzel Washington, the rest of the cast did a fantastic job on this film and, and translating something so complicated into something so beautiful, even if it is so complicated. Still really great to watch. And I love this movie so much. And I love a24 mm, mm, sweet a24 once again coming through <laughs> with the art house style abstract mm, mm. nature of things mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. a24 um but yeah so this has been our episode on the tragedy of macbeth my name is josh and and you can follow me at the space wolf on instagram and i'm carmel and you can follow me at cat 
And you can follow Watch With Sound on Instagram at Watch With Sound, along with listening to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, and Anchor. And if any of those apps have the option to like, comment, subscribe, that would help us out a lot as well. Even on social media too, we're on Twitter, Instagram. Um, if you leave a comment or a like, that would help us a lot as well. Um, for the people that already do that, we see you and we thank you and appreciate you. We also have a program on Anchor called Listener Supporter, which, which lets you subscribe at any dollar amount. Only if you're able to, of course, that would help us a lot, a lot as well. But with that, thank you all for listening and keep on watching <laughs> for ugh, this is a hard one. Mm. 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 <laughs> for just grunts because uh <laughs> Because our words are so, you know, taken back by um, s- the complex diction of Shakespeare. Our, we've evolved so much. It's it's just grunts. No, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say "Watch out for the witches" or something. Ooh, damn! Watch out for the witches. Damn. I still or can't any, even think of it. Or any that. like foreboding pro- prophecies? Any man. any wishes telling maybe, you to murder? Maybe your king? I was wrong. Maybe we are just dumb. We can't think <laughs> of. <laughs> Can't think of anything at the end of this episode.